Most of the time, we review books that we really like here on The Book Boys. Other times, we review books that stink. And when a book really stinks, we get fussy. So this is a warning that sometimes we'll swear on this podcast, or sometimes the material that we're reviewing will be adult in nature. So keep that in mind as you listen to this week's episode. Stop fucking with shit on your table. Are you done? Oh, were you opening up a bag of chips? What was that? <laughs> ben! How was your hey. week? Oh, not too bad. Had uh, Last Friday, had what has become pretty much a weekly going away happy hour at my at my company, given the, the rate of turnover. We, hmm. That's pretty sweet. We have very, very regular going away parties. So. But you're not the cause of any of them so far. How does that no, feel? No, not yet. That's, you know, <laughs> I... I'm going to be in charge soon, just by default, because everyone else is leaving. So <laughs> I love that you wind up being like lead project manager for all projects because you are the only person left in the office. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what it feels like at this point. So has your uh, boss left yet? Uh, yeah, that was the the going away happy hour oh. last week was for her. Although she's not really leaving. What? Well, she, she, she's sticking around. Free? She's sticking around in, in a part-time capacity, mostly remote. I thought you said you fed the cat so we wouldn't have to listen to him. I don't know what they're doing. Get lost. Go on, get. Ignatius, go! Did, did you get your second shot of COVID yet? Um, it's called a jab, and I get it tomorrow. Oh, fine. Well, as of Thursday, I'm officially 14 days uh, after my second shot. And man, oh man, am I excited to go party. And I've already started working on the basement. So that you can come here in person and we can record him face to face again. In two weeks, right? Yeah, well, two weeks after you. Four. Yeah, so that'll be well, two weeks from tomorrow then. Fine. So Mon- we'll we'll do a Monday we'll do a Monday night show. There we go. That'll be fun. Get the we'll, coffee back again, like the old days. We'll read "Kissing the Coronavirus" by M.J. Edwards. I know. I said we need to have a an inaugural book or whatever for our big reunion, and you came up with some some real good ones. But "Kissing the Coronavirus" yeah, seemed the best one. And then we've got this bonus material in the middle of this one that I told you about. So I that's, know. that's awesome. Yeah, you have to explain that. Because I looked at that, I'm like, did some weird Christian slide this into the books or something? And then the person selling it to you didn't realize it? And I like, I, Or are they the ones I, sliding it in? I don't know. But th- we won't get into that right now. A little teaser for the listeners for two weeks from now, though. That's true. All right, fine. Yeah. Well, besides your boss working part-time, which is just silly and weird, uh, yep. anything else going on in your life? No. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for asking, though. God, I hate you. Well, I got news. Oh, do tell. Go on, Ben. Are you gainfully employed yet? No. No, oh. I am not, sir. Go ahead. Ask me if my dryer works yet, even though it's been over a month. <laughs> does your dryer work yet? It's been over a month, hasn't it? No, it does not, sir. Go ahead and ask huh. me uh, if I've uh, met someone and started dating, perhaps. Is the reason your dryer not working is it because you got distracted by some puss? <laughs> nope. Never met any puss. No puss around me. Oh. Though, when I got my second shot... Um, I was talking to the, the, the nurse lady who was yeah. in giving me the jab uh-huh. and, uh, she said, yeah. she said, we need 
uh, to get more people in here because there's not enough people coming in and the the vaccine that we have is going to start to expire. So it's like we're trying to get as many people in as possible so we don't waste the stock that we have. And yeah. I said, oh, and I said, okay. So I texted a few people that I thought might still be looking. And uh, one of them answered back right away saying, no, I've already got a, a thing lined up on Monday. And I was like, okay. And I said, well, I might be able to ask some more people, but um, I don't know off the top of my head right now. So do I just tell them to call this place? And then she's like, oh, no. See, this is kind of all under the radar because we're supposed to stick to people that have pre pre-existing conditions first. So Wait, since when? I thought we were past that point. I thought it was just like free-for-all for anyone. Well, this is almost two weeks ago. And even though okay. it was supposed to be a free-for-all two weeks ago, a lot of places were still just doing the pre-existing conditions and not taking the general public. It was really annoying. So um, so she said, no, it's a little bit under the radar. You can have them call the front desk, but they're just going to get put on the waiting list. So she's like, yeah, it's really a, a situation. If you know anyone now, then I can get down their numbers and stuff, and I can set it up with them kind of off the books. And I was like, Oh, I don't know anyone. And then I said, you know, like if I figure out somebody later, like, what can I do? And then she said, well, I could give you my number. And I was like, Oh, Oh yeah. And then I made a joke. Ah, well, you know, I'm just going to wind up texting you at three in the morning and stuff. So you probably don't want to do that. Yeah. And, uh, but before that, uh, as she was giving me the shot, some other lady came in and said something about, I forget what. And it, in the context, it was like, oh, are you, are you saying that I'm old and ugly because of the way their conversation was going? And then the lady goes, no, actually, you're very attractive. And then she goes, well, that was weird that I said that. And I was like, yeah. And so <laughs> I know. And so we sort of joked yeah, back that and forth. That was a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. And so then I said, like, as I was, you know, wrapping things up and we had the conversation about whatever. And then I said, well, the best shot I ever got. Got to be told I was attractive and not old and ugly, so thank you very much. And then when the phone number thing came up, she's like, yeah, this looks weird because uh, I already just got done telling you you're attractive and everything, and now I'm trying to give you my number. And I'm like, oh, ha, ha, ha. And so then I walked out. And then as I'm driving away, I'm like, oh, I think she was just trying to give me her number. <laughs> Well, wait, wait, what gave you that idea? I know, that's the reason why I'm huh. still single and divorced, because I can't pick up on not very subtle clues that people give me. So, so was, did you think the nurse was attractive? Yes, she was. That's why I'm an idiot. Why, why don't you go back? You know where, where she is. Go back and... Well, you don't go and harass someone at their place of work. Like, I don't hit on the people that cut my hair or give me coffee at the coffee shop because it's their work. I'm not going to go in and be like, hey, give me your number. So if there's any chance, uh, even though it seems pretty obvious, even though if there's any chance that she wasn't really trying to give me your number and she's not really interested in me, the most terrifying thing in the world is have a guy come back without uh, an appointment and, what, force his way down the hall to the place where she's her offices and try to get her number. <laughs> uh, just wait in the parking lot until she gets off, I guess, and then follow yeah. her to her car. Yeah, that these are all romantic. bad ideas. Yeah, that's really... Yeah. I mean, that is what you would see out of most romantic comedies and stuff because every romantic comedy I've ever watched, all the men are stalkers and creepers and somehow it's supposed to be charming. But if you did it in real life, it'd be totally terrifying for people. So, But beyond that, we... I've made some friends on Twitter. Yeah. Um... I have the pleasure of telling you that we are currently at 325 followers. That's me. That's me working full-time for the benefit of the show, Ben. Because you don't work full-time for the benefit of society or anything? No, nothing like that. 
just leeching off them and trying to get that podcast up. But there's a podcast called Ladies Fright Podcast, and uh, the one of the ladies from the Ladies Fright Podcast, uh, Maggie, was joking back and forth for a while, and then they said, How, uh, why don't you give me a promo? We'll put it on the show. And that's kind of a thing that they do with each other. If you have a promo, like they'll play the promo of another podcast at the beginning of their show. And yeah. I was like, oh, I honestly don't know how to make a promo. I don't know what I would say. How do I promote where I read books? And how do I promote two middle-aged men reading young adult fiction that isn't creepy? So Maggie was nice enough to actually write up two promos, one for Book Boys and one for, uh, for me, which is nice. So now you and I are going to have to do that once we're done recording. So okay. be prepared for that. Uh, the other bit of news. So that's nice. Making friends. Yeah. There was another podcast that said that they would uh, put a pro, uh, put our promo up, but I didn't have one at the time. So I was just like, sorry, move on. But uh, now I just got an email at 4.43 p.m. today that uh, we got a tip. Uh, somebody gave us money. And I'm not going to give their name or how much they gave us, but I moved us over to a new podcasting hosting thing, and okay. uh, they uh, they include like a tip jar. So on the wow. on the actual episodes themselves, it'll say leave a tip, and you can click a link and go leave a tip. And I thought no one's going to do it. Somebody did. They actually gave us some money. I have no wait. Idea. Did they hmm. did they leave a tip on a Book Boys episode or a Leave It to Glenn episode? No right. idea. So oh, you don't even know which. Oh, it's just okay. It's no, it's just in general. Jar. Yeah, it's just the same. So, yeah, I'm going to have to, uh, so they actually say you're, you should send in an email thanking them for their generosity, so I'm going to have to write an email back saying, thank you so much, and you're literally the first person that's ever given us money. So, there you go, Ben. How do you feel about that? Well, that's exciting. Yes, it is, isn't it? Yeah, should we, should we also talk about Smooth My Balls? Uh, yeah, go ahead, Ben. Why don't you give us the rundown of Smooth My Balls? Uh, well, so we got a, um, a direct message request on our uh, Alice Nuzzle Instagram account. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, I'm just pulling up my Instagram right now so I can get the story straight. I don't want to screw any of this up. No, you don't want to. This is a delicate, a delicate situation. Yeah. So, um, someone who claims her name is Emily, uh, who has three followers and is following nobody and has never made a post on Instagram. <laughs> uh Message us saying, hello, I work with at Smooth My Balls. They are looking for podcasters <laughs> and content creators to work with them. They will send you out a review unit and give you a special code to share on social media where you will earn commission every time your code is used. Hmm. Please message at Smooth My Balls as soon as possible to get started. <laughs> Which, Sound like that's easy enough. I know. And when we saw that, uh, <clears throat> I instantly knew it's a scam because nobody yeah. knows who we are. Like we, we, uh-huh. we don't have enough followers where anyone's like, hey, we should advertise well, with them. We're, we're content creators. I mean, what else do you need to know? We, we create content. That's true. And if you want to invest in greatness, get in early. That's what I always say. So maybe they're doing the yeah. same thing. But uh, so, but I didn't care. I'm like, I don't care if it's a scam. Um, and I know we won't make a cent, but I just would love the idea that the only commercial that we have on our podcast is for Smooth My Balls, which I imagine is a yeah. men's, men's grooming kit, and it turns out it is. Yes, it is. So, um, yeah, you you reached out to them and you got an auto reply, like what, so, instantly? Well, 
<laughs> I ought to reply. This is a carefully crafted, but like he talked to his manager. It sounds like yeah, that's what he said. Like we talked to the manager and he approved this. And um, but it was like, wasn't it just like minutes after you reached out to him? <laughs> so it's totally an auto. No, nah, it was it was over an hour. So oh. you know it's real. So oh, okay. they they probably yeah they yeah. So Nick from Smooth My Balls replied and uh, <laughs> said that uh, among other things. Uh, he sent our profile to Tom, and uh, he gave us the green light to send the review <laughs> unit. So, so Tom okayed it. Um, and the review unit, they, and they they didn't make this very clear at all at any part of this process. But it, once you finally watch this stupid video explaining the process and, like, go to order the review unit, it costs $70. Yep. So we got to pay them to be able to promote their crap. Because you're getting, I'll tell you what you're getting. You're getting a pube muncher, hedge clippers, and $20 off the turf chopper. I wonder if they even sell products. Like, if you got them, are they, like, crappy and they fall apart and they cut your balls or something? There's got to be something to it. I, yeah, they can't be. And it's a ripoff. Like, 70, you can get, a, like, clippers at Target for, like, 20 bucks, can't you? Why am I spending yeah. $70 on a, on a pube muncher? <laughs> um, so, anyway, he explained all this. I watched the video and, like, went through the checkout process. And then I, uh, a few hours later, just replied on Instagram, said, like, uh, please explain to us how this is not a scam. And we did not receive a reply to that. So, oh, wait, what? Oh, you didn't see me send that message? Yeah, no, I didn't. <laughs> you didn't. They, they never responded. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, so the. The smooth ball is in your court and smooth my balls. <laughs> Let us know how this is not a scam, and I will happily order the review unit, but it's clearly a scam. So Yeah, totally. Uh, Watch out for at smooth my balls. I love that we uh, we were talking back and forth about it, and I was saying, um, you know, I'm, I'm tempted to just spend the money just so we can have the right to be able to promote their horse shit. I just want to talk about smooth my balls. I want to have situations where, because you even said yourself, we can finally use the catchphrase we always use. Uh, the, the smooth man. <laughs> smooth man. I know. So like, it would just be like wacky music and like, hey, Ben, get a load of this. And you just go, oh, smooth man. <laughs> and then we start the commercial. <laughs> yeah. It'd be so damn good. But no, we're not doing it. Yeah, I don't want to get pay money to people that are jerks to begin with. So screw well, it. Well, it was such a scam. I mean, like, so like, obviously nobody is. So they... They send you a review unit, and then they give you a promo code to use, and if people use your promo code, then you get paid. And, like, I think you get paid $20 every time somebody uses your promo code. Oh, really? Which means that nobody's using these promo codes. If they can afford to, like, say they'll give you 20 bucks every time somebody does it, like, yeah. nobody's ordering these things. No. Nobody's using that promo code. No, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, just... Eh, it was funny. Sucks to those guys. It was a fun couple of hours for us to text about it, though, so... Well... Uh, do you want to get in a backyard blast bird blurb? Yeah, I mean, just cue up that music. And there it is. We both believe that I am playing the music for you right now. Go ahead, Ben. Well, what has Gretchen got to say right now about backyard uh, blast bird blurb? Well, first of all, I'd just like to mention... and. Um, I don't think she mentioned this, but uh, she had to put her cat down on Monday, so... Oh. Our thoughts go out. Oh, uh, how old is a cat? Hey, 20, 21. Oh, wow. Yeah, my cat's 22. I've just been sitting yeah. there watching him, waiting. 
But so. yeah, that's still pretty sad. That's too bad. She she had a good life, and it was still sad that she had to go. So. Yeah. Well, living with Gretchen, how could you not have a good life? Ben, wouldn't you agree? Wholeheartedly. There you go. Well, all right. What info do we got from Sweet uh, Morning Gretchen? Gretchen's Backyard Blast Bird Blur. The northern flicker is a brown and black woodpecker with a red spot on the nape of its neck. It is the only woodpecker to regularly feed on the ground. Hmm. It prefers beetles and ants, and it produces an antacid in its saliva to neutralize the acidic defense (laughs) of ants. When flying, it flashes golden yellow under wings and tail, undulates deeply, (laughs) God damn it, and gives a loud wacka wacka call. Can you do it more high-pitched like a bird would, Ben? I I don't know. It, it didn't say high-pitched. It just said loud. So, wacka wacka. <laughs> I'm just imagining a bird undulating in the sky, screaming wacka wacka with Ben's voice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, why is it why is it a woodpecker if it just eats ants off the ground? It, like, doesn't need to peck any wood. Like, what, I just, what I, happened I here? I started cracking up at the idea that there's saliva coming out of its beak just spilling over the edges. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Yeah, knock knock. I knew it. Who's knock knock? Okay, who, who's there? Justin. I don't want to fall into a trap. Justin who? Just in time for Mother's Day. <laughs> oh. Remember, everyone, Mother's Day is next weekend. And, um, Aww. That's Go true. ahead and enter the promo code BOOKBOYS at checkout to get uh, 20% <laughs> off a pube muncher at Smooth My Balls. I know. We started thinking what our promo code could be. Would it be like Smooth Boys? What would we call it? <laughs> <laughs> Is that the only knockout uh, joke, please? What did the mother broom say to the baby broom? Uh, it's time to go to sweep. Oh, I was going to say, sweep it up. You're doing great work. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anything else? Thankfully, no. Well, then, thank you, Gretchen. And I'm sorry to hear the sad news. But we're going to move on with our lives to What's Up? New books for teens that slap. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This week, we're reading a Penguin Random or reviewing a Penguin Random House uh, teen literature called "Say Yes Summer" by Lindsay well, Rothcully. We're not really reviewing it though, since we haven't read it. Well, I'm going to read the review of it. I don't know. What do you want from me, Lindsay well, Rothcully? We're just uh, we're re- talking about it. what's it called? I have to look it up so I can. I know. I read hate about you because you don't like you don't trust that I can just review this thing. Uh, with it. Fine. It's "Say Yes Summer." Say Yes Summer. Yes, I know. It's bizarre. By Lindsay Rothkully. Uh, it's considered an instant dose of happy by Casey West, author of P.S. I Like You. Can I do the review now? Well, again, it's not really a review. You haven't read the book. About Say Yes Summer, perfect for fans of uh, Morgan Matson and Netflix Hallmark Channel rom-coms. This is the story of a girl who decides to give in to the universe and just say yes to everything. Bring your friendship, new experiences, and if she lets her guard down, true love. 
I would say yes to this adorable love story again and again. It's an instant dose of happy, says Casey West, author of P.S. I Like You. That's just thrown right in the middle. And then it continues on with the book. How is this not the plot of the movie Yes Man starring Jim Carrey? Yeah, that's a good point. What is with us and Jim Carrey ripoffs lately? I don't know. (laughs) Rachel Walls has spent most of high school saying no. No to dances. No to parties. And especially... No to boys. Now she's graduating at the top of her class, and for the first time in her life, there's nothing stopping Rachel from having a little fun dash except herself. Don't correct me because I said dash out loud. So (laughs) when she stumbles on a beat-dash-up old self-dash-help book, (laughs) a crazy idea pops into her head. What if she just said yes to uh, ellipses everything? And so begins Rachel's summer of yes. Yes to new experiences and big mistakes. Yes to scooping ice cream alongside Miles, the guy she's known forever. Yes to spontaneous road trips with her longtime crush, Clayton. And yes to seeing the world in a whole new way. So, Say Yes Summer by Lindsay Rothcully is uh, coming out on May 11th. Uh, apparently she's not on tour, but you can get it at uh, oh, Books of Millions in there. So, yeah, just go to Books a Million or Bookshop.org. Hey. Yeah, don't go to Books a Million. Go to Bookshop.org because Bookshop.org is on a mission to support independent booksellers. <laughs> That's Bookshop.org. While you're at Bookshop.org, head over to Bookshop.org slash shop slash Nuzzle House. <laughs> and put in Say Yes Summer with the promo code SMOOTHBOYS. <laughs> well, with that, <laughs> let's... Uh, with every book you purchase from bookshop.org's Nuzzle House uh, affiliate shop, we will throw in a free puke muncher. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, let's go on to the book. week uh we're going over the outsiders by s.e hinton background on the book is published in 1967 by vikings press the outsiders was a controversial book at the time of its publication is still currently challenged and debated it was ranked number 38 on the american library association's top 100 most frequently challenged books of 1990 to 1999 the book has been banned from some schools and libraries because of the portrayal of gang violence underage smoking and drinking, strong language, slang, and family dysfunction. However, in many U.S. schools, the book is part of the English curriculum. Burp. The story of the book takes place in Tulsa, Oklahoma, 1965, but that's never explicitly stated the book. And a film adaptation was produced in 1983 and a, a short-lived television series? I never remember that. In 1990. Yeah, I don't remember that either, but it was a star-studded film, wasn't it? Tom Cruise in there, oh. uh, Ralph Macchio. Yeah, they had all of them. Uh, yeah, it was uh, pretty amazing for its time. I remember watching Jeez. it in high school. Didn't like Francis Ford Coppola direct it or something? Oh, did he? Well, everything he touches so. turns to gold, so that explains that. Picking up where the movie left off, a stage adaptation was written by Christopher Sergal and published in 1990. So, background of the author: Patrick Swayze was in the movie. <laughs> uh, who else is in there? Um, Rob Rob Lowe. No, there's one more. Well, yes, he was. 
No, I know, but there was another person that's in there, and I was like, oh, weird, he's in there, but I forgot his name. He was in Matt a, Dillon. No, he's in a lot of 80s movies, but I forgot Emilio his name. Emilio Estevez. That's it. That's it. C. Thomas Howell. Susan Eloise Hinton, while still in her teens, uh, became, a Diane Lane. became a household name. She wrote the novel when she was 16, and it was published Leaf Garrett. in 1967, when she was maybe 19. Are you done now? The book was inspired by two rival gangs at her school, Real, Will Rogers High School, the Greasers and the Socias, and her desire to empathize with the Greasers by writing from their point of view. Hinton's publisher suggested that she use her initials instead of her feminine given name so that the very first male book reviewers would not dismiss the novel because its author was female. So, Wait, Tom Waits was in the movie? <laughs> How about that? After the success of The Outsiders, Hinton chose to continue writing using her initials because uh, she wanted to lose the fan base. Uh, so, oh, uh, she says in interviews that she's a private person because she's disappeared from the public eye. She's an introvert who uh, no longer does public appearances. However, she's revealed that she enjoys reading, taking classes at the local university, and horseback riding. Hinton also stated in an interview with Vulture.com that she enjoys writing fan fiction. I want to go find the fan fiction. Does she use a different yeah. name? Is it was it Sparkle Dragon? Is that one of the ones that we read? <laughs> <laughs> what was that book that or what was that fan fiction that we went to? Is a Twilight Thanksgiving or something? Yeah, yeah, I, I don't, yeah, I don't remember the details, but something like that. It was something like Sparkle, Sparkle Girl. I forgot who the user was now, but well, do you want to <laughs> give an overview of the book, Ben? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's The Outsiders by S.C. Hinton. Heck yeah, it is. Yeah. So uh, it's a it's a riveting tale of high school gang violence between the the greasers, those are the kids <laughs> that live on the bad side of town, mm-hmm. and the socias, which is uh, <laughs> short for what the the social something. Yeah, I don't know, socials. I think it's just yeah, social. It's, <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, the socias. Those are like the richer kids from the good side of town, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boy, boy, they sure like to fight each other. Scrapping uh, and yelling, man. Scrapping and yelling. Yep. They like to rumble sometimes. Oh, they rumble a little bit, sure. Uh, so anyway, the, the, the story focuses more on the greasers. Uh, it's written from the perspective of Ponyboy Curtis. It's his <laughs> given name, Ponyboy. And his brother, Soda Pop, also his given name is Soda Pop. <laughs> and then their other older brother, uh, Daryl. Wait, is that his actual birth name, Soda Pop? That can't be. Yeah. Oh, okay. That was, did you read the book or not? Yeah, it was in the book. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, of course I read it. I just didn't realize that that was his given name. I missed that part where they pointed did that Did you out. know Pony Boy was the main protagonist's given name? Really? I figured that we just don't learn their real names. I didn't realize that that's literally on the birth certificate. No, you learn that those are their real names. It's on the birth certificate. He says it several times. (laughs) (laughs) And then he said to me, he says, Pony Boy, because that's the name I was born with. That's on my birth certificate. Pony Boy, (laughs) come over here. No, he did say so. Okay, I have to look this up. Okay, we'll we'll get back to that. I believe you. I just said I I missed that part. No, because there is a line like almost exactly as you just described. Like, <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> I think it's like when he's in the ambulance or something after the the church scene where they rescue oh, yeah, the kids. Yeah, um, I, I think that's what he was talking about. But um, yeah, it, it's almost 
Exactly like that. So, yeah, my name's Pony Boy. So, so I'm a birth certificate. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so uh, Pony Boy, and they, they, they run with the rough crowd. You know, they're the greasers. They, uh, you know, they, they don't have all the advantages in life that the socias do. But mm-hmm. anyway, Pony Boy, he's, he's a, he seems like a smart, sensitive boy. He's uh, 14 years old. He uh, gets jumped one night going home from the movies by some socias. And, uh, huh? I said, oh boy. It's exciting. Oh boy. It's just exciting to relive it all over again. Yep, yep. Gets gets kind of beat up, uh, so that's that's no good. That just kind of sets the scene. They they beat each other up a lot. <laughs> uh, so they uh, a little while later go to the uh, the drive-in movies. They don't have a car though. Uh, Pony Boy and a couple other people, and they um, uh, Dallas. I mean, you call him Dally for short. Dally starts uh, harassing these two Soch girls, and uh, they they kind of tell him to buzz off, and they throw a Coca Cola <laughs> in his face, and he buzzes off. <laughs> But then the uh, Soch girls, they want to talk to Pony Boy and uh, I don't even know who was it, Two Bit Tim or I don't even remember yeah, which it's, Johnny. I don't. Yeah, it's Two Bit something. Anyway, they, they they have a nice little chat. Uh, Cherry Valence is uh, one of the Soch girls. She's quite a good-looking girl. It sounds like as stunning, described. Yes, stunning redhead. Mm-hmm. She drives a Corvette. We find out there because she's just Soch and Soches have nice cars. Well, they got rich parents. Uh, so anyway. Huh? Nothing. Go on. Yeah, so anyway, so that happens, and uh, we find out uh, Cherry and, what was it, Maria or Marsha or something? I don't know who her friend was. They were they were there because their boyfriends are drunk, and their boyfriends are, they're, yeah, they're assholes when they're drunk or something. So anyway, so Pony <laughs> Boy's going home. Uh, they get jumped by the, the drunk socias, or, well, they go home, and then they go to the park. I don't know. There's, there's, they're in the park, and the, the socias come and jump them again. Like, one of them's trying to drown Pony Boy in the fountain for some reason, yep. so so Johnny stabs him and kills him. Oh, Johnny. So Bob's so Bob's a social now. Bob is dead. He's just bleeding out there by the fountain, and like the other socials run away, so trying to help their friend who's bleeding out, which is kind of shitty. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, so now Pony Boy and uh, Johnny they gotta go on the lamb, so they hop a freight train up north and uh, hide out in a church for a week. Uh, and then they accidentally burn the church down, and there's a bunch of kids trapped inside, so they rescue the kids out of the church, um, and they get injured in the process. Part of the church falls on Johnny, breaks his back. He ends up dying in the hospital. Mm. And then um, Dally, he's all he's all broken up over this, so he uh, decides to do a little suicide by cop, so he dies. Uh, and then, uh, then they live happily ever after. <laughs> No, oh, there was a big rubble at the end. Then never, everyone was ever happy. Yeah. And it's a little unclear. Pony Boy may or may not be brain damaged at the end. I couldn't tell. Well, so, he, yeah. He got kicked in the head a few times at the at the last rumble. And I don't know if he's... It's hard to tell if he's depressed or if he's, like, uh, brain damaged. I don't know what's going on. So I'm not trying to judge a book written by a 16-year-old because it's very good, considering that a 16-year-old wrote this. Uh, so there's no, com- there's no complaints there. It's a good book. Uh... But yeah, yeah it's another one of those scenarios where it's like, it's kind of like Twilight where the protagonist keeps passing out and then we learn about stuff that happened later. Cause like the protagonist passed out like three times in the book, once with the drowning and woke up to find out that Johnny had stabbed. What's his name? Um, Bob. Bob. Yeah. And then, um, and then at the rumble, uh, winds up passing out cause he gets kicked in the head. So you learn how it all ended out that way. And then, uh, when Dally, uh, suicided by cop, uh, he passed out then too. <laughs> so I was like, God damn it! Yeah. Stay awake for five damn minutes so we can like read about what's happening in real time. So, but otherwise, yeah. Uh, I was reading this 
and I couldn't stop thinking about what if you and I took the show in a new direction, Ben? Oh. Yeah. What if we tried to get a little more tough, a little more, uh, a little more kind of like a greaser, kind of like a streetwise what? Well, is that tough, T-O-U-G-H, or T-U-F-F? Well, we, we, as we learned, T-U-F-F means that it's super cool. So a lot of hairstyles yeah. were considered tough in this book. Yeah. Uh, and so is Sherry's Corvette. That's yeah, That was also tough. So <laughs> yeah, I tried really to think of uh, what would my persona be. And this is what I was working on when you called me. And I was like, ah, crap, I can't believe I'm late. Because I was working on this, but I didn't really flesh it out. Uh, I decided... I can't take the name Soda Pop, though it sounds kind of fun, 1950s, a little bit of a tough boy, maybe a tough boy that cries sometimes. Uh, so I, I decided to call myself Celery Water, and I'm known for taking my brass knuckles, which I've made out of duct tape and spare change, and so sometimes people call me Kid Nichols. Huh, okay. Uh, how do you feel about that so far? Are you leaning one way or the other on that? Uh, I have mixed feelings, I don't know. Okay. Well, uh, my part of my character trait is that I'm very, very attractive. That uh, I'm, uh, I'm too important, uh, and my time is too spent uh, to date anyone. Uh, so I choose to be single. Uh, but I could date any time I want to. Is what my uh, thing is. I'm always cracking wise at the cops. <laughs> so, <laughs> and uh, I treat you like a kid brother. Uh, people really respect me. Uh, for how I'm always taking care of you all the time when I could be out dating and uh, using my handsome face to make some money. Uh, think I'm squandering my best years, uh, but I always say that I see something special in you that no one sees yet, uh, and that I always demand that you get your hair real tight, real tight and wet against your scalp. But how do you feel about that so far? Yeah, so on page 95, Jerry says, your name's really <laughs> Pony Boy? To which Pony Boy says, yeah, even on my birth certificate. <laughs> Your character's name is Horse Boy. <laughs> You've always loved the beach, so sometimes people call you Shelly. You're the baby of the gang. You're obsessed with getting your hair flatter and wetter uh, against your head. To the point where one day uh, you always keep joking around all the time about how someday you're just going to shave off all your hair and just tattoo a haircut onto your scalp. Uh, you're... you're your famous catchphrase is uh, you like to say, I'm cute and kissy. I'm cute and kissy. Whenever you look in a mirror and you squeeze your butt cheeks together. I'm less enthralled by this the more you speak. <laughs> so you don't think there's anything we can work with? Uh, no, I think we should stick with the formula of success that's all right. Served our, us so our, well for the last two years. Our favorite hangout is called the Slap Nut. It's a dangerous place where teens <laughs> shoot spitballs. Uh, at one time, a baby was killed. Wait, why? Why? Why was the baby killed? I don't know. I mean, if you want to go all in on this, we make this like a 1950s greaser uh, podcast, then we'll flesh it out. But uh, this is what I just came up with right before you called me. Uh, okay. No, we don't need to flesh this out. But thanks for all the, the effort you put in. That. <sighs> it's very charming. <laughs> Fine. Horse boy. <laughs> well, uh, so, do you got any thoughts about this book? Uh, all in all, I remember reading this in high school uh, and watching the 1983 movie. And uh, I remember as a kid thinking, boy, is it cheesy when he says, stay golden, pony boy, as he's dying. <laughs> so I remember that. <laughs> Just, uh, I mean, otherwise, it's a sad story. And, oh, boy, there's a lot of rumbles and a lot of people getting jumped. 
But uh, otherwise, it's good. It's not a bad book. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed reading yeah. it again. Yeah, I actually, I never read it um, in high school or anything, and I've never seen the movie. So this is my first exposure to the world of The Outsiders. And oh. I, I don't know. Did you mention at the, the top, like, part of the reason I read this is book is kind of credited with starting the YA genre, so... Oh, that's right. Yep, I forgot to mention that. Yep, this is okay. credited as starting it, so... A, a reclusive And yeah, genius. I gotta say, yeah, it was actually pretty good, and yeah, especially considering she wrote it when she was 15 or 16. I mean, it does. I know. It's completely crazy. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't have been able to do that. I still wouldn't be able to write a book. No, no because... Like, let alone I was 15. No, because if I was like 15 or 16... I would wind up writing about a character that reminds me too much of someone I don't like at school, and I would spend two chapters complaining about what a dick that person is. I wouldn't be able to write a book in a good way that people want to read. But uh, she did, so good for her. Yeah. Well, what sucked yeah. about this book, Ben? Well, there was some weird, I don't know, like every now and then I was reminded, like, oh yeah, this was written by a 16-year-old girl. There were like a couple of weird horse references in there for no apparent reason. <laughs> So, I don't know, that, that was kind of weird. Um, do you remember them? Because I don't. What do you mean? Uh, no, I just have a note that says horse references. I didn't. <laughs> I love that you live a life like Memento, where you leave notes for yourself, but you don't know what the context is or what they relate to. <laughs> well, I just sit right down the page number. I mean, I, it, are you I yawning on the goddamn show? Yeah, sorry, it's getting dark out. Oh, my God. Do you respond? <laughs> it's like, oh, the sun's going down and my body shuts down. Uh, yeah, isn't that isn't that how it works? We're getting old. That's how our bodies work now. Not um, mine, but no, I... they talked about the rodeo sometimes, and didn't didn't hmm. some, one of them ride horse? I, I don't know. It was weird. There were just weird horse references here and there. Well, wasn't it Soda Pop? I forget who it was that was too poor to own a horse, but for some reason he was hanging around a horse stable, and one horse really liked him a lot, so he kept saying, yeah, "This is my horse." Yeah. I thought that was yeah. weird. That was kind of oh, that was kind of shoehorned in, Ben. Okay, um. So you didn't like the horse references. <laughs> oh, it's kind of weird. I think um, the the bigger thing that sucked for me, though, and this, I mean, I guess it makes sense. It started the whole genre, but there's a hell of a lot of grins in this book. Is that where Stephanie Meyer Was got it from? Really? Twilight? Oh, you're oh, kidding me. These characters are grinning all over the place. Is that I, that's I, we found the genesis of that, I guess. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, what's good about this book, Ben? I don't really have a whole lot about what sucked. Um, I just I think. Nah, I don't really have anything that I think sucks. I don't like nothing stood out where I'm like, well, that's dumb. I mean, I guess maybe the catchphrase at the end about staying, stay golden, Pony Boy, was a little <laughs> over the top, but it was written by a 16 year old, so I forgive him. Uh, so what's good for me? The whole book was mind blowing. I didn't know how young she was when she wrote it, when I was in high school or anything. And so looking it up now, I'm like, oh my god, this 16 year old did a very good job. I mean, they wrote plainly. It wasn't a lot of flowery language or anything, but still able to tell a story. You cared about the characters and did a better job than Stephanie Meyer, that's for sure. I agree. I was just say it was weirdly like kind of sanitized though, given the subject matter. Like there was no actual swearing or anything in there. They no. She just say like, "Oh, so and so cussed up a storm," but didn't say. I don't know. It wasn't explicit at all. There were like two uh, mild slurs against Native Americans, but that was about it. So. Oh, there was? I didn't catch those. Yeah, so I found uh, one of those that I was talking about. The um, the two boys on the run, they had to change their appearance. You know, They, they wanted to disguise themselves so they wouldn't be spotted because their, their names are in the paper. That's know, right. They, 
they killed the guy. Yeah, they dyed their hair. Uh, and stuff. So, so Pony Boy cut off all his hair and like uh, bleached it. Yep. So when their their buddies see him, they're, they're kind of give him a hard time about his new look. And Two Bit, yeah, Two Bit was walking in a slow circle around me, and I sighed because I knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. Man, dig Baldy here! He was staring at my head <laughs> as he circled me. I wouldn't have believed it. I thought all the wild Indians in Oklahoma had been tamed. What little squaws got that tough looking mop of yours, Pony Boy? Oh, well, okay. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch, my nipples are tingling. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Do you got any others? Uh, no, that's the only one I can find right now. I'm not going to try and find any more. Would you recommend it? I say yes. Yeah, sure. Yeah, why not? If anything, it's a historical piece, but you actually... Can't. Oh, wait. What? Are we, oh, wait, are we still doing... Well, there was one other thing that kind of stood out to me that I wanted to mention. Go nuts. Okay, so at the end, right before he... Uh, does the suicide by cop thing. Mm-hmm. So the reason the cops are after Dallas is because he robbed a grocery store. He's upset after he found out Johnny died. Yeah, he's, he's upset after he found Johnny died. So he robs a grocery store. And then the cops are chasing him. Mm-hmm. And apparently while the cops are chasing him, he has the opportunity to stop at a payphone to call <laughs> That's right. the Curtis household <laughs> to tell them that he robbed a grocery store and the cops are chasing him. Yep. And that he wants to meet them like in the vacant lot across the street or whatever. And then that's yeah she gets to the vacant lot the cops shoot him well uh why don't we do ben's corner do you got a segment you want to read so uh we're we're in the hospital here johnny johnny's about to die and <laughs> daly and, and pony boy are there to see him out of this mortal realm or whatever i don't know <laughs> this mortal coil as he shuffles off <laughs> yeah oh christ uh, both my cats came in here for this moment wow yeah Johnny stirred weakly, then opened his eyes. Hey, he managed softly. We won, Daly panted. We beat the socias. We stomped them, chased them out of our territory. Johnny didn't even try to grin at him. Useless. <laughs> Fighting's no good. <laughs> oh, he was awful white. Your dying voice is uh, just adorable. Daly licked his lips nervously. They're still writing editorials about you in the paper for being a hero and all. He was talking too fast and too calmly. Yeah, they're calling you a hero now and heroizing all the greasers. We're all proud of you, buddy. Johnny's eyes glowed. Daly was proud of him. That was all Johnny had ever wanted. Pony boy. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) I barely heard him. I came closer and leaned over to hear what he was going to say. Stay gold, pony boy. (laughs) Stay gold. Why do you sound the, sexual? <laughs> the pill seemed to sink a little, and Johnny died. Uh, I don't know. I can't help it. I just, I just ooze sexuality no matter what. I, do, so I suppose. I, <laughs> like I'm supposed to feel sad right now, but I, I think I'm kind of sexually confused a little bit. Well, I don't know. With that, uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we will see you. Next week, should we just wait until we can do it in person and we'll read the other the the coronavirus book? Yeah, yeah, let's wait because next weekend's Mother's Day, so I I can be very busy. Satisfying your mother. (laughs) All right. Well, with that, uh, let's let's just be done. Goodbye. Bye.
If you liked what you heard on this episode of The Book Boys, how about you check out the website? Go over to nuzzlehouse.com. There you can see all of the previous episodes of The Book Boys, as well as Glenn's other project, Leaves of Glenn. Also there, there's a link to our affiliate shop at bookshop.org. It's bookshop.org slash shop slash nuzzlehouse. Bookshop.org is on a mission to financially support independent booksellers. Also, find us and follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and Insta. Now, careful, this one's a little backwards. We're there at House Nuzzle. Not Nuzzle House. That's House Nuzzle on Twitter and Instagram. Go ahead and slide into our DMs if you have any praise or suggestions or complaints. We'll take anything. Please just pay attention to us and interact with us. Thank you for listening.